Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. All right, so real quick, what I always like to do is, um, what is the end result that we want here? Like, what is the end result for you to get out of this conversation? The end result is I just want... um I'm trying to gather different uh, perspectives from different entrepreneurs and podcasters and see, um, you know, where did their journeys have taken them. Um, and I want to see if I can, you know, use all that information and somehow um, help my own journey and see where I might want to end up with my podcast and with my own businesses. Um, so just honestly to gather as much information and insight as you have to offer. Okay. Um, okay. So... A long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away on a dark and stormy night. Um, <laughs> uh, so I actually, um, my story is actually pretty unique and I think pretty cool. And, and the way it all kind of ties together is sort of one of those once in a lifetime, you just can't deny it sort of things. So uh, I was a chef and, and still am, but I had been a chef for 25 years working in the culinary industry. Uh, and then the last eight years of that career, I was doing contract food service for hospitals, uh, with Morrison healthcare. So I was bouncing around the entire Southeast, doing a lot of traveling, missing a lot of time at home with family and really started working in a, in a space that just was not serving my needs and was becoming kind of unfair and too much to ignore anymore that, uh, it just, I just knew that where I was, wasn't the right place. So I literally kind of just threw in the towel and, um, walked away from a job and sat around for a minute and thought, Oh crap, what am I going to do? I probably should have thought about that a little bit more and done it a little bit more, uh, less just sort of destructive, I guess. Um, but I ended up sitting around for probably about a month and just doing nothing. Um, sort of like figuring out, okay, what do I want to do? Do I still want to be a chef? Do I still want to, um, you know, work in the restaurant industry, be up late, travel, all this stuff. So through that 30 days of sort of sitting and trying to figure everything out, I learned to shut up and listen. And by that, I mean, like I learned to start listening to the voice inside my head. And I learned to, uh, start meditating and I learned to really just slow down for a second and kind of figure out what do I want to do? Like, like literally if I could have the dream job or if I could do anything I wanted to do in this life, regardless of, of money or logistics or, you know, job position, whatever, what would it want to be? And I came to the conclusion that, um, I had a brand and a story to tell. And that story was based around a brand called Foodie Life. So I created a, a logo <laughs> for Foodie Life. And then I figured, you know what? I could be the next Salt Life. I got a really cool logo. We can make some t-shirts. We can make some hats. We can just start selling the crap out of all this stuff. And I'll end up being the next $28 million a year apparel business, right? It's like Salt Life. <laughs> so I don't know if you're familiar with Salt yeah. Life. At yeah, all. I know what it is. Okay, so it was two guys that had a really cool tattoo, and it said Salt Life, and then from there they put the logo on a shirt and off and running, right? So mine, not not so much. Did did not work out that way. Um, 
I figured, okay, well, I need to start telling the story of the 25 years in the restaurant business because one, it's seriously been an adventure. Two, there's all kinds of, I mean, there's everything. There's, there's the antagonist, the protagonist, the drama, the sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It's just the, the limelight of being in the restaurant, being a chef and, you know, all the cool stuff you see on TV and the yelling and the screaming and throwing paint. Like that was totally in my life for a little while. And I was like, this is going to make great story. You know, I've, I've been through, I've seen it all. I've, I've, I've gone down rabbit holes. I probably shouldn't have. I've done things I shouldn't have. And, and I've had some victories. I've had some losses and, you know, great reality TV content, like totally playing in my mind. And so I started to write the book and I got to chapter four and I thought, Oh crap, my kids can't read this. Like, I can't show this to them. Like they weren't ready for it. This was uh, almost three years ago now. So actually pr- about two and a half years ago. So I'm like, <laughs> I'd scrap the book um, because that's just not something I want to put out right now. It's not something I want, you know, the kids reading. Really, it was the kids. I'd care less if everybody else read it and judged or whatever. But my kids at the time, I don't think we're ready to handle. It. They were very young. They were uh, seven and uh, seven and 10. So not really ready to wrap their heads around dad's fun adventures in the culinary world. Well, I think probably 30 minutes after I made that decision, I got a message through Facebook. Uh, I used to be part of a, um, well, I still am, but we, I went through a program here in Pensacola called Leadership Pensacola. And it's basically uh, a program that gets 50 sort of movers and shakers in, uh, of the area based in various industries and puts us all together and runs us through this nine month program of really learning about Pensacola, um, economic development and sort of all the assets we have here. And then we have a charity project that we would put out every year. And, and so these classes go on year after year and eventually they, they all end up obviously giving back to Pensacola and, and raising money to do really cool things. And it gets everybody sort of plugged in to what is really here in Pensacola. So that was in 2012, but I got a message. Uh, that came through Facebook from one of my classmates um, that worked for Warren Averett, which is a large CPA firm down here. And in it, it said, hey, Business Radio X is in town and they are doing some scouting and they're looking for guests. It doesn't cost you anything. Come on and talk about your business and who you are and what you do. And I thought, well, hell, let's just go for it, right? I may not have the book, but I've got the brand, I've got the idea, and I've got the concept. So I signed myself up. And a couple of days later, I'm sitting in the boardroom at Warren Avert, across the table from Stone and Ryan and a bunch of other people that signed up to, to do interviews and, uh, went through the cycle and, and it was time for my interview and Stone and I were talking and he was interviewing me, asking great questions about the brand. And of course I was still really in like concept phase. Like I had a logo and I had an idea of where I wanted it to be and I was just shooting from the hip. Well, by the end of the interview, Stone had offered me the foodie life correspondent position for Business Radio X when they come to town. And I thought, well, hell yeah, any interview I can get a job, you know, offered this, this is going to be great. So, um, you know, I said, absolutely. And, and got Stone's contact information and, you know, said, well, well, obviously we'll talk a little bit after they're done doing interviews and all that stuff. So I think it was the next day, I think I called Stone and I was like, okay, cool, sign me up. Like, what do I need? Like, you know, how am I going to do this? How are we going to get paid? All this good stuff. And he's like, you know, we're actually looking for somebody to 
run a station here and actually, you know, open up a, a Pensacola business radio for, for lack of a better term. And I thought, well, you know, that's something that I would kind of be interested in talking about. So I met Stone down at, uh, Southern Gourmet's, uh, coffee shop over here. And we just started talking and bouncing around some of the ideas and what this would actually look like. Now, part of my history of culinary is being in a band and playing with music and all that good stuff that usually comes with just part of the restaurant industry. I think if you're in the restaurant industry, you have to like have served some point in time of being in a band. It just, it's just the way it goes. <laughs> so, uh, but luckily my time in the band had led me to owning my own recording studio and, and knowing all of the geeky technical stuff that it takes to just do the electronics of, of this world. And so I thought, man, this is cool. I'm kind of doing the audio and the, the, the mixing stuff and, and doing radio. And then the next thought that came to mind was, holy cow, this would be a great way to get plugged back into Pensacola because I'd been traveling for the last three years and had fallen out of some of the committees and board members and all that stuff that I was on. And I thought, man, this is great, dude. I'm, I'm a, I can get plugged in real quick. I can start talking to people. I said, somebody's bound to pay me to do something. Right. And so long story short, Stone and I finished our discussions and I was like, man, this sounds like a great idea. And part of what we did here with Pensacola Business Radio is Stone and I formed a company together because we wanted to take this model of sort of the entrepreneurial style of doing this where I didn't have any capital to invest. Um, uh, so Business Radio X could invest in the capital. I could put in the sweat equity. And then at the end of the day, everything would sort of flip in reverse and the initial investment would be paid back. And then uh, Stone would have a piece of the company. I would have the greater piece of the company. And obviously, Business Radio X is happy. I'm making money and Stone's making a little bit money for for jumping in and being a business partner. And um, so off we went. This was October 2015 was the first show. But we were talking all this stuff, I think, back in like July and August. So like out of the gate, I just invited everybody I could and really got plugged in very quickly and started building incredible networks and started really connecting the dots with, with everybody here. And, and if this has been a really weird market, so people have always been kind of fearful and it's sort of small community trying to get big, but is scared to get big kind of stuff. So I took it upon myself to really just start like being the guy that doesn't care about the old school you know, fear or doesn't care about the good old boy network and really just started helping people connect and, and get to where they wanted to go. And through all of this time, like probably the first three months, this weird thing happened. Like it taught me how to listen, like business radio X taught me how to listen. And once I started listening to the people across the table from me, I figured, holy cow, they've all got pain points. And then I'm like, my skill, I could do that. I can fix that. I know the guy that can do that. I, you know, so all of the same stuff that we go and teach our clients to, to actually use this platform for <laughs> was totally happening to me. So it was like, I, I was totally drinking my own Kool-Aid. And, um, <laughs> uh, and, and so, and then from that, you know, I, I had a couple clients in the beginning and, um, it took off like like all of a sudden I added this entire new skill set of uh of consulting and some technical stuff and then using our platform for obviously a lot of community service and a lot of good and a lot of um 
no red tape kind of stuff, right? Like we've, we've got no commercials. We've got no traffic reports. We've got no breaking news. We, we literally are serving our clients clients by teaching them how to hyper network, how to be around this table and build some content, leverage themselves as experts and truly, um, you know, benefit at the end of the day by building their book of business. So it makes it way easier for them to write me a check when people are writing them checks. Right. Um, and so that, so that, you know, I took my foodie life brand with, with this that, you know, I'm still doing and, and still did, but I created foodie life radio, right? So now I've got all these chefs around the table and all these restaurant people around the table talking stories and, and telling their lives and their history. And I thought, you know what, here's a great idea. I don't have to write the book, right? All of these stories that we're doing and all of these conversations that we're having as foodie life radio those get to be the stories in my book. And so now it's not just dad's stories. It's, it's everybody's right. So now, and we're, I'm still writing it. We're still doing interviews, but, but everything just sort of fell into place so haphazardly that it was almost undeniable that the universe was just lining stuff up. So, I mean, from the second I decided to do foodie life to the second business radio X came in to all of a sudden I could do radio. And then some other pieces that came along with this was. I was working on a project uh, with some UK friends called You Say Tomato, and it was basically going to be a radio to TV, because that's how it works in the UK. They do a lot of radio to the television um, show about the uncommon commons of food in England and food in uh, um, you know America, like an eggplant or an aubergine or just the different names that we have for them. But the fact that all of us really in the world relate to food in some way, shape, or form that is similar to the guy next to you, regardless of race, creed, color, religion, any of that stuff. And so my friend Dave uh, Gillespie in the UK was going to represent the English side, and I was going to represent the American side. We had an American great you know, chef. We had a home cook from England, and here we are shooting the breeze, you know, about the uncommon commons of food. Well, for about five years, we've been trying to get this project off the ground. Well, none of us had the money to get a film crew. None of us had the money to get on a radio station. None of us had the things that we need, the money that we needed to purchase the things that we needed to do this. So literally, <laughs> I went from had a brand, got Business Radio X, and then I met uh, a couple other people who were doing film and stuff. And so now all of a sudden, I had a film crew, we had a radio station, and we had the concept. So... In October of last year, those guys flew over from England and we did some cool film stuff and radio stuff here with, with the brand and with Business Radio X and with the concept and created a whole pilot series that's now out being shopped around and uh, hopefully waiting for somebody to sign off and, and, you know, off we go. But all again, it's, it was one of those like, well, that just makes sense. You know, it was sort of like the logical next step of, of, things that had been in my wheelhouse for years and things that had been in my life just really started to come together simply by the formula of, of having business radio X in the mix, but using the same thing that we teach everybody else. Like I've got everybody around this table that I need to do whatever it is that we need to do, whether it be for me or whether it be for somebody else. So, you know, that's where I sit now. I'm, uh, two, about two and a half years into this, uh, I am in a, uh, incubator program here in Pensacola. So it's a, it's a small business collab kind of co-work space. 
Um, I do business radio X as well as a lot of film and some technical stuff and consulting for other companies. I have found myself into multiple projects just based on things that I've always wanted to do in my life. But with the skill set that I've learned <laughs> in the kitchen, believe it or not, every, you ever want to run a good business, go work in a restaurant for a year or two. You will learn every aspect of what it takes to be an entrepreneur. I promise you. And you won't even know it. It was sort of like, um, you ever seen Karate Kid? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, he's sanding the fence and he's painting the fence and he's waxing the cars and he doesn't kind of realize that he's training. Right. But then all of a sudden, Mr. Miyagi's like, show me paint the fence. Right. And he starts like totally doing kung fu. So that's what the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's what the restaurant industry did to me towards, um, the entrepreneur side of things. It's like, I've learned how to balance checkbooks and, and watch inventory and count stock. And I've learned how to logistically orchestrate 70 different moving parts and, you know, do project management, whether it was feeding dinner to somebody or whether it's literally running a film crew for a weekend or it's, you know, orchestrating, you know, five guests in at a time and having a lively conversation that's relevant to who they are and what they do. So, um, it's just, it's really been this cool, fantastic journey that isn't over yet that at the end of the day is really what I wanted foodie life to be. I want it to be the story of my life and how it went from just wild and crazy to all the ups and downs to the end game of like, Hey, I'm out here now talking about this, doing what I'd love to do, which is talking about the fun times I've had and the skills I've learned and sharing those and teaching other people. And business radio X has honestly just helped. It's been one of the main, if not the main vehicle for that. And, there's nothing better than getting five people around this table who really just want to tell me who they are and what they do. And I don't have to worry about nonsense, right? Like it's just open and candid conversation with people. And to me, like social engineering or what I call like social cognition is so much fun for me. It's like people watching, right? Like that's the best sport ever because there's so many of us and everybody's different. And you just like the variables unlimited, like you just never know who's going to do what and why. So, you know, here I am sort of in the thick of like all the fun and people are the game. So that's, uh, I think that's probably it in a nutshell, like, uh, as far as like I can go until tomorrow, right. Until the next thing comes up, but lots right. of cool stuff has happened through podcasting or through business radio X. So How's that sound? <laughs> that's an awesome story, really. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. So I know I I got one fan. <laughs> yeah, you definitely do. I mean, I love that it's um, you know you started in one place and you you had an idea, but you really had no idea where it was going to take you, and then you just walked through every open door you saw, which is obviously very entrepreneurial. And then you ended up here, but your journey is clearly not over yet. You still, you know, like you said, you have tomorrow. And I love that. That's really, really cool. Well, thank you. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, you can't worry about the details. I think you got to just go, right? See what happens. Right. It's, yeah. Just pursue every, every opportunity. Um, so, uh, so what are you doing? So, so when you, where do, where do well, you fall into play? Like, how did you end up here on the other side of this computer with me? Um, it's a uh, kind of a kind of a long story, a little bit 
crazy, not like yours, I guess. I don't know. When I, <laughs> I graduated college two years ago, I mean, like as far as just kind of following wherever the path goes, but mm-hmm. I had far less of a vision than you <laughs> when I started. But I, uh, I graduated college two years ago. Um, and uh, when I graduated, I, w- I was a student athlete. And the only real plan I had was to go to the Olympics. And um, I went to a small division three school. And, you know, the odds of that happening are honestly 0%. You know, you don't go to the Olympics from a small school. And I just didn't have the talent. But, you know, it was it still hit me really hard when I graduated. So um, I was struggling with a loss of identity. And the only real advice I got from mentors and professors was, you know, I'm sorry that um, your athletic career is over, but you kind of have to get a real job now and go into the real world. And that's very sound advice, of course. But it was still difficult for me to wrap my mind around and I went on interviews and just um that was my intent to get a job but I just it didn't want to do that and so my dad said you've been a serial entrepreneur his whole life he said you know if you want to just start a business just try something and see what happens so I moved back home and I started a business I started my first with a mallard made it was pet supplies they're made in the United States and that you know went along for a while it kind of failed a little bit but then uh I started I had a Disney blog out of, I just loved Disney, the company and uh, the, my, my family loves Disney. And I just, I ended up uh, doing a Disney blog about facts and opinion pieces um, every day and tried to make something of that. From there, I stumbled upon um, an Etsy shop where a woman made um, do-it-yourself uh, Minnie Mouse ears just out of her home. And so I did a human interest piece on her. I sent her a couple of interview questions. And she responded and I made a blog post out of that. And um, that was the day I published that was the day I got the most hits I'd ever gotten to my blog site. And so I thought the human interest pieces were a big component of, um, or just a good component to use. So I started reaching out to other Disneypreneurs and interviewed them via blog, um, but then, or via email. But then I found out there was a better medium to do that and it was podcasting. So I just kind of messed around with, uh, with podcasting, figured out how to do it. And I started, again, calling people um, who were entrepreneurs, but Disney-inspired entrepreneurs. And from there, I kind of grew. And I just did entrepreneurship in general. And I started interviewing people who um, I'd been inspired by my whole life. And I realized the majority of the people I'd been inspired by were athletes, not friendly. And um, the I guess the funny thing I realized was the commonality between them wasn't just that they were athletes. It was that um, they were athletes, and once they lost that identity after their athletic careers ended, either by their own choice or just you know by other circumstances, they ended. They in, they found themselves in starting their own businesses in some form. So they're athletes turned entrepreneurs, and so that is now the niche of my podcast. Um, and uh, I guess a couple two months ago, um, I did. I, I live in Atlanta, so I'm not far from where Stone and Lee are, but mm-hmm. I um, went to a, an entrepreneurship event at Kennesaw University, and I met um, a, a guy there. His name is Darren, and he uh, works with Stone and Lee out of Business Radio X. He hosts a show called Biz Radio U. Um, the Kennesaw State Entrepreneurship students um, host that show once a week, and so I came on as their guest, and they interviewed me, um, and then I just stayed connected with Stone and Lee after that, and they have been great mentors um, for the past couple of months for sure. And just as anytime I have a question, they just sit with me and talk um, for a long time, <laughs> no matter um, how much time I need to talk to them. So it's been very helpful. And then they suggested I reach out to 
all of you guys, the studio partners, to get even more insight into what you're doing. Um, and so my, I guess, kind of what you guys do is uh, I want the podcast to be kind of a stepping stone for um, a business idea that, you know, whatever might come of it. But currently the idea I have is um, to somehow reach out to student athletes, um, like collegiate student athletes, and develop a curriculum and pitch it to, you know, at the athletic department, the athletes, the coaches, um, and educate them on entrepreneurship and how when you graduate, um, you, you know, you are your own business. So you, just the, the idea that you have all these, um, these traits instilled within you, kind of like you said, is if you work in a restaurant, um, you'll learn everything you need to know about entrepreneurship. And I feel the same way about um, the realm of athletics. Being an athlete, you know, you're taught about goal setting and that internal drive to always push forward no matter what happens to you. And if you screw up one game, well, you just have you have the next game. You have to keep moving forward and just to always look forward and no matter what, um, just find a way to succeed. So that is kind of the, the premise of the business. It's kind of half-baked right now, not totally formed. But um, yeah, I'm just seeking, seeking advice from anyone who will listen. And I mean, honestly, listening to your story was very inspiring because um you just kept opening i mean all the doors that were open to you you just walked through them and you ended up where you are now so that's uh thank you for telling your story yeah absolutely it really did inspire me (laughs) well good good that's what it is supposed to do that's the that is the end game (laughs) right (laughs) so well cool well uh, you know uh, I, i think just listening to you one you're way defined in in kind of where you want to be and where you're going, I think maybe more than you're giving yourself credit for, but the fact that you've recognized the niche market and the fact that you're able to start capturing this stuff and the fact that you taught yourself podcasting is, is awesome. It's, it's just awesome. So don't give up by all means. Um, you know, what uh, sort of moving forward, like uh, you've got Stone and Lee as a reference. Uh, feel free to reference me anytime you need to as well, but like what can we do or like, what are your thoughts, like, moving forward? Is there anything we can help you with or I can help you with? Or, uh, you know, just tell me, fill me in. Oh, thank you so much, um, really. It's uh, honestly just, I just wanted to talk to people in this space and who are doing the things that I want to be doing. So this was hugely helpful in and of itself. Um, but, yeah, really, I can't think of anything in particular that you could uh directly help me with at this point but this call was uh helpful um cool. enough, so well good deal well i'll tell you what um this is um uh, what we'll do for sure it's also well, i'll probably end up posting this call because i think it's really good okay. for people just in the business radio x network just to hear two stories of of uh, i love the hustle in the world of entrepreneurship and sort of like just breaking the bowl the, the barriers and, and going on your own so i think it's good that people hear this kind of stuff, whether they are going to be clients of ours or not. I just think it's good to get people's stories out. So we'll definitely share this on, um, on our site. And so I'll def, I'll send you a link and then obviously you can add it to your blog and stuff, but I'll also, um, send it to stone and, and Lee, man, because I think between the two of us, there's probably some really good things that they can use and that they could hear, uh, throughout their network for other people that are, that have got questions or, are thinking about um, joining this this sort of movement that they're making and happen and, and being a part of of something great. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's uh, that's great. I'll definitely share it. Very cool. Okay. Well, listen. Uh, anything else that you need from me? 
Uh, no, that was really it. Again, really, thank you so much, Keith. This was hugely helpful. Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad you have been of assistance. So um, you've got all my contact information and feel free to reach out at any point in time. And uh, I'll be more than happy to assist and advise or help create content or whatever else you want to do. Well, great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You have a good day, okay? You too. All right. Bye-bye.